Hey, if you've suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, DaspitLaw.com. You're back in the Veritex Community Bank Studios with John Granado and Lance Zerline. No, we're not homosexual, but we are willing to learn. Welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. I guess the Northwestern story, it, I, I don't want to say it's given it validity, but eight players, eight former players are suing the university. They've uh, retained a lawyer over the hazing incidents that were happening at Northwestern. There was some talk. I mean, yeah, Lance brought up, uh, he had watched a uh, Real Sports on uh, Matt Ariza. You remember the punter that was accused, and and then it turned out to be that she was lying, that there were no charges ever brought. He lost his NFL career. We've seen it before, people charging uh wrongly the usc linebacker that lost all those years in prison now he works for the nfl i guess i don't know if he still does but he had worked for the nfl and you know before we come to judgment on pat fitzgerald and the northwestern program we got duke lacrosse we've got all kinds of instances of uh false accusations eight lawsuits is uh is going is pretty damning before the university and um, if there was hazing, I, I, I mean, I've is said there, it before. Is there a dispute that there's hazing or a dispute that Pat Fitzgerald knew yeah. or should have known? Well, it should have known. I mean, if it went on for years in his program, allegedly he would clap at guys, and this was some kind of an indication guys would clap over the other guys, over a guy's head when he was going to get hazed. And, you know, I don't know how it could go on in your and not you cannot know about it for years. And you you know I don't know. And if he didn't, then he should have. So if we're stand, so the question for you, I guess I'll ask you, is the question whether there was hate. So you say he should have known, even if he didn't. What do you think should have been the his punishment or, or repercussions for him if it went on and he didn't know? Do you think losing his job was fair? Because if we believe he, the coach is responsible and should know. <laughs> And if we believe that the hazing went on, then what? what's the issue? Not only are you putting the university – much like Jeff Luno. Much like Jeff Luno. And but not A.J. Hinch because A.J. Hinch was new and we knew that there was proof that J, he admitted that he knew about it. Jeff Luno had never admitted that he knew about it. But it's on your watch. It disgraced the organization. And we can't have that and we can't have you – despite – the success and how good you are at your job, um, you you brought you have to fall on the sword because you you brought disgrace upon the organization under your watch, and that's probably the same thing with Pat, Pat Fitzgerald. As much as we love you here, as much as you're an icon, there probably be a statue. Well, I don't know if there will be a statue anymore of Pat Fitzgerald outside. There would have been had, despite a one win season last year. Pat Fitzgerald is beloved and is Notre Dame is is Northwestern football. Um, no, he's got he got to go. You got to go. It was under your watch. All right. So 
I'm not. So what is anyone complaining about? Um, n- if, not, if unless you believe it didn't happen, if you believe it didn't happen, then I guess we're standing on you're firing you're firing him for no reason. But is there more validity to the Deshaun Watson accusations because there were 26 of them? Unless you believe that a conspiracy occurred, then yes, there is more. Or there was just a huge money grab. Hey, I yeah. I, individually, they all right. every woman thought, hey, this is a chance to make this some money. Yeah. If you believe that, then no, then no matter how many occurred, I don't know. I think I think I think eight guys coming forward and suing. They must. There, there's a lot of smoke. Twenty six women coming forward. There's smoke there. I, I think it gives it more validity when there's more. Yeah. When there are more accusations. I, just, I would agree. I, yeah. So, uh, you know, I think the eight is going to be, I don't know if it's going to be damning uh, for, I, I just, I'm, in a way, I'm kind of glad because Pat Fitzgerald lost his job. Pat Pat, Pat Fitzgerald, you know, uh, yeah. I'm, at least I'm, I don't think he's being wrongly accused here since there are uh, people that are coming forward and saying, no, this was happening. After the, after the players put out, they said unanimously, they said that it wasn't happening, that it was exaggerated. And apparently it's not unanimously in that locker room because there were guys that were in that locker room that were making the accusations. Yes. that That's, a, I would assume, a group of players trying to protect themselves. And this when this happens, your entire your entire program gets up. There's upheaval, and you don't change, and you don't want that. So, And you certainly don't want the shame of being a part of a program that does this. It, it taints you all. So you're going to say, even if you weren't involved, you, you probably would join in and go, hey, this didn't happen. But like you said, there are players inside this ver- this particular locker room who said it did. And I don't know how you counteract that and say, okay, your own teammates are now lying. Yeah. That, that's what it turns into. No, my teammates, you know, the people who were supposed to be all, we're all, all, all of us are together. No, those guys are lying about something. And I'm not sure that's going to fly. Yep. No. Um, the SEC meetings began yesterday. We played some of uh, Jimbo Fisher and talking about Jimbo Fisher talking about uh, Bobby Petrino. Uh, let's get back to that uh, here for a second. Well, let's just talk about Jimbo Jimbo Fisher. Here he is on the team preparation and the Aggies schedule. This is a huge year for Jimbo and. Here he is talking about the team preparation and the Aggie schedule this year. And I think that's where maturity comes in. I think that's where experience comes in. And we have to get those habits across right now so we can take those things on the road. And when we have to do one of those games in Dallas, one's in Tennessee, two of them are at our place. So, I mean, you can be able to do them whether you're doing them at home or on, on the road. And those have to be ingrained right now. The secret to this is no secret. It's going to be the fundamental things and good, great teams do ordinary things better than anybody else. So it's so funny uh, that fundamental thing. Uh, he, he said our offense isn't any different than any other uh, than any other offense. We just have to execute. And it's just fundamentals. That's not really true. No, it's not really. And true. if your if your offense consistently involves players not being able to execute it, then there's a problem. It it is a way to deflect blame when you talk about the execution. Well, you're still the head coach, and it falls on you. In an interview, when you're defensive, hey, the plays are there. We're just not executing. Well, if, if you're not executing week after week, then the That's plays true. aren't there, and they're on, and it's on you. Yeah. So, what are you doing to, that prevents these guys from executing? <laughs> JT's coach at Missouri State. They were the worst program in all of college football. He he said 
it's not it's there's it, every every game plan works it's just the execution of it no 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 some guys are better there's a reason that some coaches are that Kyle Shanahan is really a lot better he's just better at game planning and putting his now he's got really good offensive weapons there's no question about that but you got to put those guys in those spots Ooh, take some responsibility coach. a little bit just any any now What's the offensive game plan with Bobby Petrino? Here's Jimbo. Bobby's a lot of underneath play action. <laughs> no, but I'm not going to get into schematics and full wide. We'll do everything. We're not going to get into that. I mean, I'm not going to sit there and say exactly what we're going to do or how we're going to do it. But we'll have a good plan. We'll, and then the key is we've got to execute it and do it and get the ball to the right guys and the right playmakers and you know be solid across the front, get the quarterback going what he's supposed to do, and, and get to the playmakers and let them play. That's, that's, that's your goal on offense and not turn it over and score points. Okay, I don't. I don't know what he said. I well, I know what he said because it's he what said every blah blah. Wah, wah, it's what wah, he has wah, said. Wah. It's what he has said for the last. How many years has he done interviews on this <sighs> with you guys? It's how many? How many years has he uh, had his weekly? Well, appearance? he quit last year. About about. Oh, he just stopped with answering. a couple of weeks did he, left. Did he announce or did he just stop answering the phone? He just stopped answering. The phone. Oh, that. Well, that's <laughs> that's great. Um. Yeah, he just said uh, he can't do it this week. Um. I, I'm 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 hoping that 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 he lets Bobby Petrino be Bobby Petrino. We'll see. <clears throat> we'll see whether or not I think you put it past his ego will will allow it. Because Bobby Petrino is going to get if they're good offensively for a change, which they haven't been. If they're good, then Bobby Petrino is going to get a lot of credit. It's the worst possible outcome for an offensive <sighs> head coach. You've called plays for years. Your offense does not; it has not performed. You can't blame it on lack of talent because you recruit like no other. Well, maybe except for Georgia, you recruit in that top echelon of of, of programs. And if one guy comes in in one year mm-hmm. and shows stark improvement, everyone knows who's at fault now. Everyone knows what. And Wegman played last year, but he's still a young quarterback, so you can't even blame it on. Well, we've got an experienced quarterback. We didn't have one last year. You've got a, a young quarterback in a new system, and if he lights it up. The blame all goes to you, and all the all those words you said about execution and we got to get we got to just execute the plays that goes out the window. And no, your system stinks, and you were bad. That guy's really good at it. You pay him a lot of money to keep him. Yeah. Well, is this is this rehab like this is a rehab for Bobby Petrino? Yeah, finally like, back. he's back on a big stage. Look, look, usually you go to Alabama to rehab, and you're usually an analyst first, not the. You don't always become the offensive coordinator first, but but Saban has done that. He did that with Lane Kiffin. So I I have to imagine that Jimmy Bill Jimmy, O'Brien too. Yeah, in. yeah. It has normally for the yep. guys who are coordinators who have who are big name coordinators, they get those positions. But a lot of guys uh, become analysts and then get promoted or go someplace else. I don't think it'll go as well as it has in Alabama because Saban, as much as he does have his hand on offense, knows knows the kind of. Those are I hired you to do be great, not for me to micromanage you. Right. I don't know if Jimbo has that in him. Um, yeah, right. Well, because well, th- let's not forget most of the rehabs were offensive rehabs. Yeah, Saban had his guys on defense. I mean, Pete Golding's now I think at Ole Miss. I think, but and Saban's a defensive guy, so he could jump in there and no one's gonna yeah. say anything to him because that's his that's his bag. He look, I'm not gonna pretend like Saban didn't have. Didn't tell guys what to do on offense, but he went and hired elite guys because 
that's what you do at Alabama. But, but his best guy ever, Kirby. I mean, he learned from him. True. Yeah. He w- he was the protege, and Kirk, Kobe has taken what Nick did, and he he hasn't exceeded it because he's only got two now, two in a row, and Saban did that too. But he's on a path, and Saban created a monster. I think he probably wishes he didn't. Yep. Yep. If Brian Kelly shot down whether where they are. Where is LSU right now? Well, he says we we ain't Georgia, brother. Okay, and and I like it. I think he's play he's playing a oh no oh woe is us. We ain't Alabama and we ain't Georgia. I know that based upon how we've recruited and how we'll continue to recruit, um, that we'll have. Um, a football roster that, that will be able to compete against Georgia. Is that right now? No, it's not. But if we continue to do what we're doing, we're going to have a roster that can compete against Georgia, and then it's just a matter of getting it done on, on, the, on the playing field so everybody then can assess they've closed the gap. So he also said that he's been working on his southern accent, and it's better. Why does he need an accent? Because you can't coach just speak normal. in Louisiana. Did Les Miles have I look at Southern No, accent? guess what? He won a championship. Did Saban With two have a losses. Southern... The only two-loss championship. That's true. Did, did, did Saban No have one a understood accent? Les. It didn't matter. He well, was like he was from the South because nobody couldn't understand well, him. Well, Ogeron had an accent and no one understood him. Uh, and he had the greatest college football team did ever. Did Saban have an accent? Saban did not have an accent. Does he have an Alabama accent now? No, but... And doesn't he well, win a lot? He's not any good. Okay. 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 All right. Sure. Just, okay, so let's stop talking about Saban for a while. Yeah, when when you get beat by 20 in an SEC title game, it's probably smart of you to say we're not not on that level. We we ain't on that. They ain't on that level. Nope, they ain't on that level. You lose your last SEC games by 15 and 20, including one at Kyle Field to a bad A&M team. I would would be like – we're getting there. I would keep. I would sell that too. Right. We're getting there, guys. We're not well, there yet, but we're getting there. I think they're going to be pretty good. I do too. I. I just wouldn't. I. I would be in, in the Brian Kelly school of telling people, right. "It's my first year. We're getting there, <laughs> but we will get there. But we're not there. We're yet. not there yet. You know who's there? John Clay Wolf. He's at the top. He's he is the Georgia of car buyers in America. That's right. He's a champ. John Clay Wolf is awesome at buying cars. John Clay Wolf. Is a national champion. John Clay Wolf does a couple of B in buying cars. That's right, a couple billion. That's crazy. You know how? And he has come out of. Well, he's been doing it for a while. He's got the oldest show here. Who else buys your car on the radio? You call in, tell them what your car is, what year, make, model, all the stuff, what kind of condition it's in, and he can name your price on the air, sight unseen. That's unbelievable. He does it every day on the website too. I mean. And multiple times. I mean, hundreds of times a day in a lot of instances. Because you don't get a couple of B worth of car buying unless you're great at what you do. And they're great at what they do. You're looking for the best way to buy or to sell that new car or that old car or whatever car. Even if it's brand new. Hey, I bought it. I can't use it. Any, I, I can't afford it or whatever happens. I need to get, get out of this thing. You can do it with John Clay Wolf at GiveMeTheVin.com. Go armed to the dealership knowing exactly what your car is worth or just sell it to John Clay Wolf at GiveMeTheVin.com. 
ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Here, your family. Look at our family now. Welcome back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Summer can be a little slow in the world of sports, so to speed things up a little bit, this is the Meth Segment with John and Lance. Hi, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. If you want to get in here on the show, you are more than welcome to do that. Um... So we've been talking a little Astros baseball. We've been talking uh, Rockets basketball. Didn't win the didn't win the chip. That's okay. unfortunate. Um, we've been also talking a little football. Laramie Tunsil ended up on a list of scouts and um, uh, scouts, coaches, and ba- and football execs. A list of best performers at their position, top ten. And Laramie Tunsil was the only Texan that finished in the top 10 of any of those positions. Jalen Petrie was an honorable mention. Um, Damian Pierce was an honorable mention. I don't know that anyone, I've got to look through all, I don't imagine any of the other ones ended up anywhere near there. Um, I got to see, ooh, guards and guards and centers, maybe, maybe Shaq Mason. Did Kenyon Green make honorable mention? <laughs> no. Is that a joke? I'm asking. Did he are make out a role mention? Anything? Are you are you are you trying to be funny right now? I'm. A, I just asked a question. You're trying to be funny. I guess the answer is no. Then the answer is no. Hmm. That's uh, odd. Um. No, it's not really odd. He was. I mean, he played a lot last year, right? Yeah, but he was really, really. If you want, he was awful. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, I your mean, human eyes might have said that, but what did what did like the real people say? Shaq Mason didn't even end up on any of this list. It, Kenyon Green, Shaq Mason didn't end up. Well, Shaq Mason didn't play for a good football team. No, but you know, he just signed a nice deal here. I mean, they just paid him like a really a top fifteen player. I just think, I think we should review. I think. An assignment for you is since you're so negative is to review Kenyon Green's season and see whether they made a mistake not putting him on honorable mention. <laughs> That's a pretty good assignment for yeah. me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You seem to be very negative. Instead of talking about the <laughs> Open Championship on Thursday, okay? Who do you like? God dang it! All right. You know how I know your pretentious Open Championships, Open Championship stuff just stopped because you. For, for half the time, you want to call it the British, and then you catch yourself. Well, I have to because people don't understand what you're talking about when you say the Open Championship. I think, well, why are you saying things people don't don't understand? Call it the British Open. But, be, well, it's, it is. It's the Open Championship, mm. but you, I, I'm pretty sure you have to say the British Open because people don't get it. Yeah, well, let people know what boring thing you want them to care about, the British Open. Who do I got? Yeah, who you got? Who I got is the... Or what I have is the the joy of knowing I won't be on the Thursday show, so I don't have to pretend to care. Because oh, what's going to be on the whole time, by the way. That, well, Lance can deal with that. And we'll be actually every segment will be given updates. We'll have Ooh, updates for you. It's great stuff. Great <laughs> stuff. Why don't you pipe it in? I'm sure we can find a way to run the British Open. How much? It's the Open Championship. 
How much? Not for me, it ain't. How much? It's did not my you, granddaddy's. How much open. Wimbledon did you watch? I had so many thoughts on you guys pretending to be tennis people. When I, I listen, the, while I was doing the show in Green Bay, I had it on the TV. Every I was, I watched, I watched more tennis last week than I watched in my life. There's, I, I know how like soccer people feel when they listen to people start to talk about soccer around the World Cup who don't ever talk about it. They right. get they get this thing in right. their stomach like, shut up, you don't know anything about it. Shut up. <laughs> you, tennis I don't know. People were, had, had, had felt I the same a, way. I got a text from Ken Hoffman who was listening to the show they yesterday. Say you sounded stupid. No, he said, "You see, you like tennis," and I because I'm, I'm a, a I'm a devout tennis hater. I know. Yes, and I continue to hate because you're loyal to that other niche. But I watched more tennis last week, and I appreciate it. You don't it. like tennis because you're loyal to that other niche. No, because it's stupid niche sport that no one cares about. Tennis golf. is boring. It's you, just hit it back you, and forth. You think there's some realm where golf and tennis are competing for eyes? So you really hate you really hate tennis? You won't allow people to T- compare the two. Tennis is. Ten- I know. I know. There are no, no, no eyes one, on. Tennis. No one watches tennis. I'm not trying. But to you get don't. Tennis. But you don't like people I'm comparing. Not jealous of tennis in any way, shape, or form. A little bit. Seems no. like you're dressed like a tennis player today. No, I'm dressed like a golfer. You're today. dressed like a. You're dressed like a a vibrant tennis player today. <laughs> I'm just. No, I'd have to be wearing all white. I'm wearing all blue. That's no, why I said vibrant. Okay. No. I'm wearing all blue, and it's a go- it's golf attire. Okay, uh, you look like you kind of look like Th- a tennis player. Too. Thank you. No, 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 no. You see that you don't even know how to dress. I'm shocked. I was looking through the cornerbacks. Derek Stingley's not mentioned in the top co- corners. Oh, you oh, so my Kenyon Green joke is out of line, but your Derek Stingley one isn't. Oh, you don't have a problem with that joke? Who else can we make fun of here? <laughs> who's not in the t- who's not an honorable mention? Do you do you agree? Patrick Sertan is the best corner in the league. Being a great corner, there's a baseline for being a great one, and then things fluctuate year to year. So he was really good last year. I don't, I don't know if he's the best corner in the league. What if he has an off year this year? Does that make him terrible? No. Uh, cornerback, cornerback is volatile. Like yeah, like like, like Sauce just came in and yeah. he's second. Well, Jalen Ramsey apparently third. Sauce is allowed to grab everyone he wants. Like he's very handsy. Yeah, it, he's he get well. They let him get away. Yeah, with he murder. got Daryl Revis stuff before he was Daryl Revis. Like we're gonna treat you like a veteran. Well before you've earned it, and he got away of holding a lot of guys. We'll see if that continues, or the or com- competitor or teams who play against the Jets sent that stuff in the league office and said, "Hey, this guy's grabbing everyone. Can we get can we get some calls?" But he was good. I just don't think he should be able to grab everyone to do it. Xavier Howard was an honorable mention. He was not great last year, which is they put him on the list because he has a name and he's been really good in the past. Which is speaks to my thought about volatility. He wasn't great last year. A lot of that had to do with injury. He hopes to bounce back be, now that he's healthy, but that. That Dolphins' pass defense wasn't great, and partly because they'd have last year with the the man pressure defense that they played, they depended on their corners, and they had in, injury issues at corner, particularly even with guys who played. And Xavier was out there for for the most part; he just wasn't healthy. So no. he should be better, but that stuff depends on if you're targeted, what your system is, and if you're healthy. So I think Sertan was really good, but he might not be as good this year, and that doesn't mean he he isn't great still. Tariq Woolen wasn't even mentioned in the top ten, and Sauce is number two. Tariq Woolen was pretty damn good for Seattle last year. Trey Davis, there's a lot of good corners. It is a racially biased category. What do you though. mean racially biased? How's it biased if there are no? Well, there's no, no white guys mentioned here. Name a white corner. 
But well, see, there's the there's it's the not racially biased. The list is there's a racially the racial biased. Maybe the NFL is racially biased in their how yeah. they draft. And but, the, well, then but so is the list. But the list isn't because there aren't well, any to and choose here's from. The problem. Well, here's the thing. This is coachism. If this was media, there should be an outrage. Okay, and there's not. Well, you'd have to be outraged over a over a player who doesn't exist. Right. Well, oh. that there's not more opportunities for white cornerbacks in the NFL. No, there's an opp- something's got to change. No, there's an opportunity. Over 200 guys get drafted every okay. year. There's an opportunity. They just none qualify. We got the Rooney Rule. Don't we need the who, who, what was the name of the last Seahorn Rule? The you want the Jason Seahorn Rule. rule? The Jason Seahorn Rule. Riley Moss is Riley Moss in the league. He was a pretty good corner for Iowa's. Did he make the NFL draft? I'm trying to find one. Did he get signed by anybody? No way did he get signed by anybody. No chance. Yeah, the Broncos drafted him in the third round. There you go. You got one, John. Yeah. Riley Moss. How come he's not on the list? He didn't play last year. How can they give him anything? He He was a rookie last year. He wasn't even a rookie. He was in, in college. He's the same as Derek Stingley. Didn't play last year. No, he played... Some did he? Did he though? He played a game or two. Did he though? Someone three. I'm just the racial. Why we can't have the Seahorn rule? Okay, actually though, the Supreme Court has ruled we can't. There is no affirmative action anymore. We can't have affirmative action to and for NFL cornerbacks. I feel like a white NFL corner. I feel like the NFL would say we're a merit based system and race has nothing to do with. Mm. I mean, in coaching, it does. I mean, that's why they have a Rooney Rule. They had to. They had to check themselves. That's, that's the biggest thing about the Rooney Rule. It was put in place so people wouldn't go, wouldn't wouldn't dive into their own worst instincts. Look, we can't trust you guys to do this fairly. So we're going to put this in place so you guys do. So you guys give other people a shot. What, what an embarrassing indictment that we can't trust you not to do something awful. So we put this in place so you, you're forced to. But I don't think that applies to, to the actual players unless you have evidence to the contrary. There is evidence. There is a bias. There's a racial Against bias white, here. It has, it has to go down all the way to high school because where yeah. are all the... No, no, no. The, uh, Kincaid had white... Well, Episcopals had well, white corners. Kincaid okay. and Episcopal. Of course, well, sure. Yeah. I mean, you didn't have enough checks to recruit... Cornerbacks actually, from other schools? Actually, they didn't. Actually, they didn't. Spend all that money on, like, Mark Wilson and Waddle and all those other guys. Yeah. Didn't find any corners to pay to show up at your school. Whoa, whoa, wild accusations. Wild accusations. Or, or excuse me, give scholarships to. Is that better? Riley Moss, the Riley Moss rule. Okay, let's go. That's one of uh, Concept Mayhem's guys, Iowa. Mm-hmm, yeah. I. 713-78037. You got to get in in a hurry because we got one more segment then, News of the Weird. And then I can say, Dell, and I will at, at 945, so don't go anywhere. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. You're hooked up with it. Toss a coin to your witcher. Back to the Veritex Community Bank Studios and your daily distraction from the horrific reality of your very existence. Man, I didn't know it was that bad. But hey, it's John and Lance. Hi, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. So, the team, the odds are out. Most points scored in the NFL this year. 
Who you got? What was that? I was most something. Sorry. Uh, most points scored in the NFL this year. Who you got? Ooh. Most regular season points scored. I'll give you the odds. Uh, okay. And you tell me who you like. I, I'm going to say I like Philly as a favorite. At the, Kansas City's a favorite. Oh, yeah. That's... Philly's second. Buffalo, Cincinnati. They're 5-1, to 6-1, to 8-1, to 9-1. to one. The Cowboys, the 49ers are 10 to 1, Ravens 12 to 1, Jacksonville. I don't I I'll tell you what, the Lions at 15 to 1 might be a good bet. Although I think the loss of Jamal Williams is going to hurt them. To fight despite the fact Gibbs is not a a short yardage yeah, running he, back. He's not the guy Montgomery they're going to is probably going to get all of their carries. And I don't think he's as good as Jamal Williams. No. no. Jamal Williams he was, was really, awesome. Really good. really good. The Chargers are 16, Seattle 18, Miami 20. You know, I mean, by my bias aside, or at least, or my bias included, if two is healthy, that's a that's a good bet. And I know if if if, but if you're playing, if you're if you want to take somebody twenty to one and go and just bet on him not being concussed, which I mean, concussions aren't aren't coincidence, but having that many in one season seems 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 out of the ordinary, particularly for a quarterback. If the, if he's healthy, they're going to score a lot of points. They will, but I get it if you don't want to lean into that. But as far as the other ones, the other ones, I I think I like Philly. You like Philly at six to one? I'm going to bet on one of the favorites. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, I'm going to take the Chiefs at five to one. Uh, although Philly can put some points up, the Bills can put points up. Although at, at the end of the season, you never know what the weather's going to do to you, where you might not have a lot of points scored. Philly will run the football which might mitigate whatever, whatever weather they're dealing with as opposed to the Bills who don't run the football well at all. What about the Jets at 22-1? to 1? No. Who, no. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers stuff, I think he's good, certainly better than what they were, but I don't think the Jets are going to be an Well, they've also offense. improved. Uh, Brees, Brees Hall is going to be back. We'll see. Off, off the AC, uh, ACL. They're, they're like. better at wide receiver. Well, were the Packers explosive last year? No, but they have been in the past. They but did, I'm not, talking about no, this well, they didn't recent have Devontae version. Adams. This, yeah, who's who's the Jets version? Well, is Wilson going to be? We'll see. I don't think the Jets are a good bet, mostly because I don't really believe Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback anymore. He's good, but I don't think he's great. Least points against. It's an obvious favorite. Even without without D'Amico. So they they've they've lost. Uh, a couple of uh, Sala, and then they lost D'Amico, and they think they're just going to continue to roll. 49ers are the, thought to be the best defense. The Ravens are second. The Ravens are interesting. With Lamar back, with what should be, I don't know, uh, under Munkin, they're probably going to throw the ball more. It won't be a ball control offense. He's not going to run as much. They might not hold on to the football nearly as much. That well, and we saw their defense explode. The Miami came back against them last year and put up a ton in the second half. Yeah, their defense got better as the schedule got weaker, and certainly they added Roquan, and, and they got healthier at, at corner. But if you start to look at how that defense did late in the year, you just start looking at some of the quarterbacks they played. And outside of Burrow in the playoff game, not exactly a murderer's row of offenses they played. So the improvement I want to see over a full year against better competition, but Roquan certainly was a big difference. Uh, and if they can stay healthy, they'll be good. I just don't know if I'm going to lean into what I saw last year 
because the competition was what's the Spanish word for garbage? Basura. Mm-hmm. It was outside of Joe Burrow. Basura. The, yeah. the quarterbacks they played late in the year. Uh, like just Desmond Ritter they played against. Well, they may they they play C.J. Stroud in Week One. Well, that'll help certainly get him off to a good start. <laughs> That's 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 that sucks really because that this offseason has been really, really good. And to start against the Ravens, that defense and on the road, I mean, you just talk about something that's gonna crush all the momentum that, that and I hope it doesn't, but because I I feel like this team is going to be is going to be a, a much improved team. They're gonna at least have the appearance of a of a of a, a semblance of a football of a, a professional football team this year, I really believe that. Now, will they win more than six games? Maybe not. Frankly, the start to the schedule, the, we you mentioned the Ravens, but it, I would say it's manageable when you have the whole schedule's manageable. It's the worst in the one of the worst in the league. Yeah, that that's what you get for being awful. You get a easier schedule, but even the start, you've got now the Jags and the Colts, Colts and Jags back to back after the Ravens. But you you see the Steelers at home. You you go on the road to see the Falcons and hosting the Saints and the Panthers. That's a mat. If you were comp, if if you get competency out of your coaching staff and your players, they could be five hundred or throughout that for that first part of the season. With a rookie quarterback, how many times do you see that well, though? They, well, they're playing the Panthers rookie quarterback. We're playing the Colts rookie quarterback. The Jags are your division winner, but they weren't great last year. You beat didn't Texas beat them last year? Did, did they beat the Jags once last year? They always beat the Jags. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's Falcons, Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett. Look at the, look at the quarterbacks outside Lamar in Week One. You've got well, it's likely Anthony Richardson. You've got the Jags who you who you play well against, and then you've got Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter, whoever the Saints is, whoever's starting for the Saints at that point, or Derek Carr, well, like yeah, whatever. No, I ain't worried about that. And then Bryce Young. Uh, That's how you start the year, and then and then Baker Mayfield. No, it's a, it's it's an easy schedule, and yet I have zero confidence that they're going to be. Well, I wouldn't either. I'm just saying if if you get a level competency from that's a shame the players that and the schedule. staff, you got a, you got a shot to be not you got a shot to be 500, and then you see the Bengals and yeah, like you said, the schedule the schedule isn't there isn't really a rough stretch in the schedule. It'll just be about your team and your coaches and see what you can get. They have a shot to overachieve, to be a surprise team early until maybe injuries take effect. I'm not betting on it, but there's a chance. I mean, I can't believe I, I, can't, I, can't, be, I can't believe I got to listen to you. I put my money on it last year, well, and I ain't ever doing that again. I well, can tell you that. I, I can't wait for the traditional 14 and two or 15 and one. Can't find a loss from you to, in in like August when you do that again. I mean, I can't wait for that. <laughs> Just can't wait. I never, I never do that. Yeah, you like do that. it. It's every year. Well, I've already done it when the schedule comes out. Even before you do that before training camp, you don't do when, that when after the you, schedule comes out. You don't do that. I after can't you, find a loss. You don't. Well, you don't do that after signings <clears throat> and 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 how people do in training camp. You don't want to do that. No. Okay. No. No. I do it when the schedule comes out, and then that bit is over <laughs> for the year. Okay. Then you start actually. Putting real money on things and saying maybe not fifteen and one, maybe or fifteen and two now, maybe not fifteen and two, maybe not. May, maybe not. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, at fifteen hurt. and two, 
Do you think they're going to be that crappy? I think there's a couple of losses on the schedule, yes. I don't, I, know, I don't know why. I just, I just do. When we come back, news of the weird. And there's some weird stuff going on out there. Don't you go anywhere. ESPN 97.5.com. Is it football season yet? The men who play it are the best there are. Disciplined professionals who perform on a stage 100 yards long. Time now for news of the weird with John and Lance. Weird. 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 John and Lance weird. News of the weird. News. News. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. News of the weird time. Del, let me ask you a question. Do you feel like Republican Representative Matt Rosendale of Montana... Is he the guy in that video who was getting kicked in that one place? No, no. That was a different video. <laughs> a different video? Which I don't know why we got sent that. And I don't know why he feels like transgender people are going to start... Sending missiles out of this country. What this is, is just shows to the extent that the Biden administration has been pushing this agenda into our military. And it is weakening our military. It is not making it stronger. We have drag shows taking place at Malmstrom Air Force Base. There are 150 ICBM missiles that are being controlled by that Air Force base and by these individuals. I don't want someone who doesn't know if they are a man or a woman with their hand on a missile button. Do you feel like drag queens are going to be launching missiles in Montana? I feel like there are a lot of checks in place before a missile is sent. I don't know if it just comes down to the one person who may or may not be a person who loves to dress in drag who gets to hit the button. I don't think that's how that works. Like, Are you... Like there, I feel like there, there's checks that before one gets sent. Do you care if a woman, if it's a man or a woman or a man dressing as a no, woman? I think the point is, I'm supposed to care that it's a person who doesn't know if, if they're a man or a woman who has the responsibility of sending a missile someplace. Right? Do, do you, I care? Do you feel like that should be a prerequisite that you know if you're a man or a woman for you to be able to send missiles out? I don't think. I don't think it plays a part. Honestly. You don't think so? I think there are other things I want to be concerned about. I, I I think it's an odd thought when I think about a missile being sent. Is this is this man who likes to wear women's underwear gonna send that missile? It wouldn't cross my mind, honestly. No. 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 Well, this should cross your mind. A spelling mistake may lead to a lot of missiles being sent. Apparently, more than 100,000 U.S. military emails containing sensitive information on personnel, travel itineraries, and financial records were sent to .ml as opposed to .mil. That's a problem because that is the identifier for Mali, which is a friend of Russia. I think you're you're over... You're over. You're putting too much emphasis on this particular detail because just today, I found out that someone tried to log into my Instagram from India, and I a quick fix just change my password. Can't they just do that? Just change your password and everything's good. Why are you Why are you overreacting? <laughs> I'm not sure that it's the same. Well, as someone from India trying Instagram, to get into your Instagram when we sent a hundred thousand U.S. Military emails to .ml instead of .mi. Uh, you haven't seen my DMs. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know what's going on in there. I feel like they're they're kind of of the same importance. Just change your password, everybody. You'll be all right. Um. Well, did you see the apparently the hottest contestant ever on Jeopardy? 
she is the most attractive. The most attractive. Someone's, ever. someone's made that judgment. Yes, and apparently she is. And yes, she's pretty smoking hot. Apparently, do you feel like she should get an Insta? Apparently, she, uh, or an OnlyFans site because apparently they were ask me anything. That, uh, most of the questions were, "Are you going to get an OnlyFans site?" I mean, do we have to? Do we have to turn every person we deem attractive into someone who has to take their clothes off and do stuff? Can't she just be attractive and <laughs> smart? She's on Jeopardy. Can't she just be a she's smart a Jeopardy champion? A smart, attractive woman. Do we have to ask her? Hey, yeah. hey, I know. And by the way, can you take your clothes? Can off? we see you naked? Is that <laughs> we always have to devolve into that? <laughs> yes, yes, we all we have to devolve into that. Uh, Hostess is introducing new Ding Dongs and Twinkie matchups. Are you on board with Ding Dongs? And Twinkies, an interracial food marriage. I don't know if it's an interracial food marriage because they're doing mashups. I've heard foods have done this in the past, and I've never heard them called interracial. Well, it's Ding Dongs and Twinkies. So is peanut a peanut butter and chocolate an interracial mashup when people no. put those two together? No, they're both dark meat. Oh, my God. What about white chocolate? White chocolate and and, and and what about white chocolate? Is that interracial? And dark chocolate? No, when you combine white the color of cho- white with chocolate and made white chocolate, is that interracial? That's the baby. Oh, no, the baby wouldn't be that white though. It's milk chocolate. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Caramel, I think, is what you're looking for. I think that's the color you're looking for. If we're having this stupid conversation. What is the number one place where Americans forget to tip? Oh, forget to tip. I, and I didn't know this is where you should tip. Where? The hotel cleaning staff. Oh, I do that. Do you? Yeah. I'll, you, I'll put, if I'm there for like. I've a, never done not that. For a I day, didn't know you were supposed not to. For a, not for a day, but if I'm there, like when we went to Vegas at one time, I put money out for the people. We were, there, we were there for like half a week, and I was like, we were there from like a Wednesday to a Saturday. So wait I a minute. I put money out. Okay, so do you? what if you're still there and they clean up the room? Oh, I don't do it every day. Oh, you see. Well, I just do. I know. What if you left the money out? Would you expect them to take it? Sure. Really? If I, oh, I mean, left the money out is weird because it could be just your money. It that could you be left your it money no, that you left no, out. No, I don't leave it out the middle of the, my time. I didn't even know you were supposed to do. This. I did it like I just slap a, some money on. I. It's weird to me because I don't. Well, what if you clean my 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 room for a day and someone else did it for three? Who gets the money? I, does it go into a pool? I don't. That's something I think about. But like when I'm leaving the hotel, if I'm there for like multiple days. Particularly an extended amount, I'll put some money down. Just well, here's a tip story that I bet you didn't know. A shopper was baffled after the grocery store self checkout demanded a twenty percent tip. What store is this? I'm doing all the work. Uh, self checkout twenty percent tip for a service. The woman explained how she uh, she bought a bottled Starbucks frappuccino from a convenience store, opting to self checkout rather than queue. After scanning her item, the the machine asking for a 15, 18, or 20% tip. She the goes, machine is not I'm allowed. I'm doing all the work. What are you doing, machine? I'm going to tip myself. The she, what's the, who's the money going to if I tip this machine? Apparently the cashier. But the cashier didn't do anything. The cashier did nothing. The cashier doesn't get tipped. Now when, they're getting tipped for nothing. The cashier doesn't get tipped when I go to the cashier. A self-checkout. Well, this is a foreign country. You said Q, so I know it's a yeah, foreign Q. country. But does the cashier get tipped when I go to the cashier? It's a Greek island. Oh, your people. Oh, my gosh. Do they? Do That's they, the lazy. Listen. But do they clarify that no, if I. I will say this. 
All the Greeks here in America, hard workers, there, not so much. They all left. That's why they went bankrupt. That's right. That's exactly why why Germany had to buy the whole country. But I don't even get that. I know you don't read more throughout the story, but if I went to the actual cashier, would I have to tip them? Yes. I'm not doing that. Yes. You're tipping. No, I'm not. Okay. There's a line to be drawn. uh, uh, Workers that are cleaning your room that you never see, but you won't tip a clerk? I see them in the hallway when I'm passing by. Everybody wants a tip now. Oh my well, god! I tip. I tip when I. I tip when I do takeout. Everybody. Like, yeah, of course you do. Yeah, but I'm not. I know. I'm not tipping. Used like, to be. I came and brought. I came and picked it up. I'm doing all the work. You're I, not doing anything. They took your phone call. Oh my! I'm not tipping the cashier. Tipping. That's, is, that's where I'm drawing the line. It's the worst thing we've ever done. To start tipping people. Yeah, giving people the service industry extra money. That's yeah. the worst thing. That's the worst, worst thing we've ever done. No, we've done a okay. few worse. Things. Okay, we're done. Who's next? We don't even know, right? Patrick Creighton Patrick is next. Patrick Creighton? Nice. Learn the station, John. I, I just got oh, back. Oh, learn the station. I'm pretty sure it's Paul Galant's show, who's never here. Well, we everyone okay? knows that. That's that, that. I know that. Well, everyone knows that. The summer of, of, of Charlie. Uh, yeah, I don't know why Brad Kellner's young Palillo. It should be Charlie. It should be, I mean, it should be Paul, because he's, he's learned all the lessons. Charlie Galant is, is, is never here. He'll be back next Tuesday. <laughs> he's, not, he's even getting what? a three-day weekend. <laughs> Off his, off the back of his vacation. Goodness gracious, mix in a workday, Paul Gallant. Patrick Creighton next. Don't go anywhere. I hate you. I hate you. I don't even know you, and I hate your guts. I hope all the bad things in life happen to you and nobody else but you. ESPN 975.com. Time to wake up. Hey, you are finally awake. You were trying to cross the border, right? You're listening to 975-925 ESPN. I'm Dancing Dave. Stick a fork at me because we're done. Dancing Diana will be in the back half of this sound set, and she'll be taking it off like a prom dress, but not before 20 minutes of nonstop power hits. ESPN 975-925. Oh, that's so good.